Let's go to Luke, Luke chapter 2, go to verse number 8. Let's go ahead and stand. We're going to read all the way down to 15. And I want you to see this in a, maybe in a different light. Luke chapter 2, verse um, 8 through 15, it says this. It says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into the heavens. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go un even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. As we look at this tonight, it's going to be a different perspective of um, a place. We're going to talk about the places, but I want to talk to you about how God moves men. In fact, we're particularly going to look at two groups of men, and then we're going to look at one man individually of how God moved them. I find it very interesting when, when God moves people. Where they go to, how they get there, how did they get the message, and so we're going to look at this. It, aren't you glad that God doesn't do everything the same way each time? You ever thought about that, how God answered some of your prayers, and it wasn't the same way each time? Very rarely is it the same way. I mean, I've, I've, there's been very rare times in ministry where I said, oh man, that was answered the same way. It's usually answered in, in uh, roundabout ways. It's like maybe come from this side or this side, or, or you just never know which, how God's going to work it. And God is going to move these three different, two different groups of people, and he's going to move the third one by all different means. And so I want you to think this. It makes life exciting, doesn't it? Don't you like what, when you say, hey, God's in this? You know, we were... We were um, over at, at Ridgewood Barbecue, and all of a sudden Daniel and I were eating, and we were looking out the window. We sat right by the window, and he goes, there's Lowell. And so I, when you're there, you don't think you're going to meet anybody. Daniel says every time he goes, he meets somebody who's there. And so he knows somebody that's there. So we're out there in the middle of nowhere. How many of you like Ridgewood? All right, getting out there. How many of you like the, um, what is it called, blue cheese? Oh, man, that is some great stuff. I don't even like blue cheese, but I do like that. And so I'm kind of in trouble because I gave my blue cheese away to Daniel and Kelly. So my wife's over there probably talking about it right now. So I'm um, just pray for our home right now. So as we, as we go through these, God does many different things, does he? He moves you different directions. And you never know what he's going to do. So we're going to look at the, the two different groups are, number one, the shepherds. How did they get the word? And, then, and you all know the answer, but I'm going to make you think maybe outside the box about a little bit of it. And then we're going to look at the wise men. And then the particular one I really want to show you is Joseph. Okay? How did they get to where they needed to go and, and where, what happened to them to get him on the way? In fact, I would entitle this message, The Angel, the Star, and the Dream. Isn't it interesting that all three of these went different directions? One of them was told by an angel. One of them was, was looking into, into the stars and saw the star that it added. And then you got the third one was over here. There were, there were dreams that were, were given to him. Before we get into this, I want you to picture in your mind the story of Joseph and tell me how many dreams he had to follow. In Luke chapter, Luke and Matthew, how many dreams did he have to follow? Actually, it's Matthew. But how many dreams did he have to follow? How many times did he see a dream? 
And we're going to look at that specifically at the very end. But let's look at the first one. How did the um, shepherds find out about Jesus? The very simple answer is what? An angel. The shepherds told them, and we read it in the story, and let, let's look at see some of these things that were told to them. It says they were watching over, the, over their flock by night, and so the angels come to them in Luke chapter 2, and they talk to them. And I, very interesting, I just want to point a few things out that the angels say to them. It says in verse number 10, and we've read it already, it says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not. The first thing they tell them is, Listen, don't be scared of me, and don't be scared about what I'm going to tell you. Because it was not a normal thing for them to see an angel. But then look what it says. It says this, For behold, I bring you. How many of you like when someone comes to your house at Christmas and they come out with, I bring you? How many of you like to get those things? Okay, maybe I'm the only one, but I like to get things. You like to get things. Russ, you like to get things. And you come in, they're bearing gifts. And here, this angel is bearing a gift to the shepherds, just as the wise men are bearing a gift to Mary and Joseph. And it says, I bring you, watch this, good tidings. And that's a great thing, having good tidings of, look, great joy. And it's wonderful to have that good tidings of great joy. So he's going to tell them, listen, what I'm telling you is there's going to be something great happen in your life. And it's going to be great joy. And whatever I'm bringing you, I'm about ready to tell you what it is. It's going to be great joy. And then he says this, and this is the part I like. And it's given to what? All people. Interesting, interesting fact about this is the shepherds were common people. And so he brings something very, to a common person, and it's great joy. Picture, if you will, if he would have said this to the wise men. They probably had some great joy, they would think, in their mind. They had everything they could imagine. They would go on this entourage in this group, and, and they would pat, they'd bring this, these gifts to Christ. It, what great joy in having all this thing probably wouldn't mean the same thing as it would to, to, the, to the shepherds. And so the shepherds are hearing this great joy, and he's coming to all people. And then look at this verse, you know, the angels have talked to him. And then it says in verse number 16, it says, and they came with what? What's the next word? In verse number 16, and they, referring to the shepherds, came with what? Haste. They moved quick. God told them to do something, they did it. It's a great example of what we're supposed to do. When God tells us to do something, we better do it. We don't need to wait and figure out what's the best timing for us. God wants us to do it. Sometimes it's just people um, come across your pathway. My wife and I, on Sunday night, we went to um, Cracker Barrel after, after the service. And we went there, and I, and I had talked to this guy and talked to this guy, and, and he was our waiter, waiter, and he did a really good job. But at the last minute, he came out and he handed us something. And when he did, Denver, I saw a tattoo on his arm right here. And I read it, and I could only read it that one time. And I read it, and I said, you have California written on your arm. He goes, yeah, I do. I said, we lived in California for a little while. And he said, yeah, I live in Los Angeles area. And I, and I was like, well, we have a daughter that lives out there. And he goes, well, I, live in, I, I actually lived in a town called Palmdale. I said, my daughters live in Lancaster. He goes, I've, I've been to Lancaster numerous times. And they said, well, where does, where does she go? I said, she goes to West Coast Baptist College. He goes, I've been there before. 
I mean, there's, there's opportunity, and we, we invited him to church, and there's opportunities all the time. But what made me talk to him was a tattoo that said California right here on his arm. I never saw it the whole time we were eating until he brought the la- when he brought our bill. I saw it on his arm. I mean, there's opportunities all the time. We've got to see this, and here, here he says, listen, we've got to move with haste. And it says, and found Mary and Joseph. And I've told you the story. In my particular opinion with this is they were there to encourage Mary. Mary was in a state where she was having a child in a, in a cave or a barn and, and, and wrapped in swaddling clothes. And that's exactly what the shepherds were told to tell her. So the first way that they were moved to go to Bethlehem was by an angel. Now look at the second one. Let's go to the wise men. How were they told? They weren't told by angels. They were told by a star. Let me just ask you a few questions with this. I'm going to pick on somebody. Let's pick on Russ's wife, okay? Um, Could you tell me if a new star popped up, if you were to look out in the stars? I couldn't. Anybody in here know all the stars? And if the shepherds were told by a star, they wouldn't have went. But guess what? He used a method to get there. What was, what was the other occupation? They call them what? Astrologers. They were looking for a star. Now, I'm going to make you answer some questions or at least think about some things with this. The first one was moved by angels. And they had to go from probably outside of Bethlehem. I don't think they traveled a long way, but they had to travel a little bit to go see the, see the baby. And they saw the baby while he was still wrapped in swaddling clothes. Now you have the second one. You have the the wise men. Go to Matthew chapter 2. I'm going to stay in Matthew after this. Matthew chapter 2. Here's what it says. We're going to read all the way through this so we get the whole gist of it. Matthew chapter 2. We're going to read 1 through 10. Just follow along with me as we go. The king. Behold, Herod the king. Behold, Herod the king. Behold, Herod the king. Behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where where Christ should should be born. I like that word that they put in there. He he demanded of them. He didn't ask them. He said, Betty, you better tell me where where he's at. And then he says, And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes, I'm sorry, verse number 5, it says, And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, Art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of these shall come, come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. And Herod, then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. Now watch verse number eight. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Now watch this, verse number 10. It's very key to this whole thing. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Hmm. So the first one goes because the angels tell them. And they go with haste. The second one comes when they see the star. Let me ask you some questions. I don't know if you ever thought this through. Why not just go directly to the house? Why did they not just go directly to the house? Could they have done that? 
Could God have done that? Let's say, let's say God directed them. Could they have done that? Yes, they could have. Why, not, why, why did they not do that? There's a reason why they didn't do it. And let me ask you a second question. Why through Jerusalem? Now, it was the most common pass because, again, it was a hub, Jerusalem was, and so they would naturally go through there. But why stop at Jerusalem? Why not stop someplace else? The next question is two words. Why Herod? Why did they talk to Herod? Hmm. Because could God not have just directed them right to where, the, where they were? Let me ask you this last question. What happened to the star? Because if we read verse 10, all of a sudden they realize where the star is again, and they're exceedingly with great joy. See, I think God used them with this star. Now let's go through this, and I want, I want you to see this. Um, in verse number 2, it says, saying, where is he born king of the Jew? For we have seen, what's the next word he says to Herod? His. Now, if anybody had a pride issue, we can see later on that Herod had a pride issue. He tried to wipe Jesus out. And here, here comes these wise men, they come ask him, they say, where is his star? I wonder when Herod heard that is, where's my star? Don't you realize who you're talking to? And so they, they, go to, they go to Jerusalem, the hub, and they go in there and they ask him, and, they, and then he gets his, the, chief, the high priest and, and the scribes together, ask him where he's at, and he says he's in Bethlehem. So they go that direction again. God used Herod to direct him even further, but he also wanted Herod to hear it. Why? Because later on in the story, read it. Herod was the one that was prophesied in the Old Testament. He was going to do something to the kids. We, hear the, we, we just read the story in this, and it's because that the star directed them to Jerusalem, and then I feel like the star was gone for a while while they were trying to figure out what was going on. Herod points them and talk to Herod. Herod points them in the right direction, and then they see that star again. And they're exceedingly great joy when they see it. See, God has a way of working things out in His Scripture. And His plan is not always ours. Again, if you were to, if you were to tell the wise men, the, the angels, okay, hey, if, if angels came to the wise men and said, go to this, they would have probably went. I'll give them that. I think they would have, although it was a long trek. But they also went because they saw the star. Now, you switch that over with the, with the shepherds. I don't know if they were stargazers like the other ones were. And we don't really know much about this star. We just know it appeared. But God used the angels with the shepherds, and he used the star with the wise men. Isn't it great that God knows exactly who we are? Now, I'm going to ask you a question in just a second. When we get to the 10 that they were happy, 9 and 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 10 that they were happy when they saw it. So the first one is the angel, the star, and the dream. You have the angels, and they're excited when they see it. They're scared, and God tells them, hey, everything's going to be okay. Great tidings, great joy to all people. They go and they see it, and they see exactly what the angels had told them. 
Then you have the star where they follow it, different part of the story, and the, and the wise men come. But how did God move Joseph? He didn't move him by a star. He didn't move him by an angel. He moved him by dreams. Let's go and look, let's look at these stories. There's actually, do you know how many times he had a dream that's recorded in, these, in the scripture? Four times. And four times he follows that dream. And I'm going to ask you a question in just a second. Let's go to Matthew. Let's look at the times, the first three times that he sees it. Go to Matthew chapter 1, and you're going to see the first dream that he has. In verse number 18, Matthew chapter 1, follow along with me. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. Now watch the terms going on in this. How many of you ever um, had something on your mind or something go, in your, go on in your life and it's a major thing happening and you just can't sleep? And then you finally do fall asleep because watch what it says in verse number three. The next, I'm sorry, the next verse says in verse number 20, but while he thought on these things... Behold, God puts him to sleep while he's thinking about this. This is really on his mind. And it says this, it says, The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take thee, Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. That's the first time. He hears in a dream. So the first one, we have angels. The second one, we have a star. Now we have a dream. Now the second time the dream comes in, it's in, in chapter 2. Go to verse number 13. 13 through 15, it says, And when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord that appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his, Mary by, and, his, and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. It's interesting when you, when you hear these dreams, he gives, he gives him prophetic things that are, that, why he has to do this. So the third dream, go to the third dream. It's found in verse number 19 through 21. Same chapter, it says, But when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For they are dead that which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. Now here's my question to you. You have, one, you have one group of men that are found by the, that they're directed by the angels. You have another group of men that are directed by a star. The third man is directed by what? Dreams. Which one of them, here's my question to you, which one of them had to apply more faith in their life? 
Now think all of them through. Would you say it was the shepherds? I wouldn't say it was the shepherds. Now the wise men, they had to have a lot of faith with what they were doing, right? I mean, can you imagine, Brother Sheep, you waking up one morning and saying, Honey, I just saw a star in the east. We're going to travel by foot, and we're just going to go look at these and see what's going on. I don't really know what's at the end, but we're going to find out what's going on. Can you imagine that conversation at your house? There's a lot of faith involved with it. But it wasn't as faith as much faith as it was with Joseph. Now watch this. Think about think this through. How many of you ever had a dream? I have had some weird dreams. I have. I don't know if it's what I'm eating before, but I remember one time I had a dream that someone was trying to hurt me. And that night, my dad brought home a man that was in my dream and said it was his friend, and it was the same guy that was trying to hurt me the night before. My dad did not know, understand why I would not talk to him. I was scared to death of it. I've had dreams about uh, other things, and, and, you know, my dreams, at me, Wendell, mean absolutely nothing, okay? How many of you have reoccurring dreams where you have the same dream? Am I, me and Peter are the only ones. I, I have reoccurring dreams. I've got a dream, scared to death, I would never hand glide in all my life. Or what are those things that have the little engines on them? Not hand gliding, but I don't know what, air, I don't know what they are. But I have a dream where I'm flying one of those, and for some reason I'm in an airport, and then instantly when I'm out of, the, out of the airport, I go into the air, and then I'm flying between power lines. I wake up in a sweat every time, and it always ends the same way. And it's not good, amen? Now think about this. The thing that God used in his life, we all have. But it took a lot of faith to believe it. And this is another thing. Someone answered this. And there might, it might not be a distinct number, but how many shepherds were there? We don't know. But we do know that the Bible says shepherds. More than one. So let's do the smallest possibility. There were two. Now there could, be, there could have been ten. There could have, we don't know. Okay, let's go to wise men. How many wise men were there? We don't know. But we do know what? There's at least two. Because it says wise men. Just because they gave gifts and they gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh does not mean that there's three of them, okay? There could have been 30 of them bringing the same gifts, right? Okay. You're the shepherd. You're one of the shepherds, and there's four or five, let's say there's two shepherds sitting there. And all of a sudden, this angel comes. Let's put ourselves in their perspective. An angel comes and talks to them. And then all of a sudden, there's more angels around them. And then they leave, Brother Shoup. This shepherd had the ability to say, did you just see what I saw? Didn't he have the ability to do that? And the other shepherd's like, yeah, I saw it. Let's go to the wise men. They said they were all astrologers. They, they were magi. They were wise men. They all could work out together and say, hey, did you see that star that's new? And they could talk amongst themselves. Now go to Joseph. It's just him. 
Do you realize the first dream, and when I studied this, it just, it just woke me up about this whole story. Do you realize the first dream, God's telling him to believe one of the biggest, well, the biggest miracle of all the Bible, and he's all alone. So now I ask you, which one of them had more faith? Because you can study Study what, what is told to the um, shepherds and what is told to the wise men. The shepherds, what is told to the shepherds. You're going to find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Never say anything about the virgin birth in there. Just going to be born wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. The wise men, all they knew was there was a king. They didn't know he was going to be uh, born of a virgin. They just followed what they naturally would follow. Huh. But, you have Joseph that is supposed to follow this and, and listen to the dream, and he does. He did not have a physical vision of an angel or a star. But yet he followed that dream. And let's see where that dream leads him. The first dream. What was the first dream about? It was accepting Mary's situation. That's a pretty big thing to do. She's going to be, what? But when he wakes up and arises up, he's like, okay, I'll believe that. And he follows it to the letter of what the dream said. And of course, he knew that dream was from God. I'll give him that. But he's still all alone. And you don't really want to go out and spread the rumor, spread the news of what's going on because of the jeopardy of the baby. Can you imagine if he did that, they had the child, and then Herod, when he seeks the child, if he has told everybody what's going on, he would know what was going on and he would chase after that baby. But it said that Herod just went after the coast. And they were long gone with that. Now go to the second dream. What was the second thing that he was told to? Now watch this. It's kind of vague. Look at verse number 13. I don't know if you ever looked at this. Now, I'm going to stop, and I want you to read the next one. It says, and, and read the next word. It says in verse number 13, And when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take up the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. And what does he do? He flees into Egypt. Now, this was not directed by a city. It's just Egypt. Anywhere in Egypt. And what I like about this is he leaves that up to Joseph. Get to Egypt, find a place, and stay there. But just like Egypt is a part of the world, God did not want his child to be from Egypt. So, let's go to the third dream. It says in verse number, uh, in verse number 20, it says, here's the, th here's the third time, saying, Arise and take up the young child as mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. He arose and took up the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. Again, it's not specific of where he's supposed to go. It's just saying go to Israel. Where I think he went, my personal opinion, either went to Bethlehem or Jerusalem when God tells him to do that. Now, here's the whole kicker with these dreams. It's the fourth dream. You know what I love? I love that God doesn't do the same thing each time. 
That's a good thing. Can you imagine how boring our world would be if he did that? He doesn't do the same thing each time. But you know what I like about it too? He does give you common sense also. Now some people have more common sense than others. You know, you just go, wow, that, I wouldn't have done that. But he gives Joseph, now watch this, he tells Joseph to leave Egypt and go to Israel. And I love what the Bible says in the next few verses. It's not the same type of dream, the first three. It's a little bit different. Look at what it says in this. We just read that verse. Let's go to verse, I think it's 20. Um, it says, Arise and take up the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. Now watch this next statement. But when he heard, See, instantly, Joseph was the kind of man, and he was a just man, the Bible says. Instantly, when he heard that, Peter, he would just, boom, he would go. And so he goes. While he's traveling to wherever he's at, into the land of Israel. Now, picture if God told you, move to the United States. Do you realize how vague that is? He's leaving a little bit of this judgment on where he needs to go, and he wants to put, God, he wants to put this child in a safe place. But just go to Israel. But while he's traveling and he's going on his way, and, while, and when, he, when he heard, he hears the story of the son, which is just as brutal as Herod. Now watch this. It says, And when he had heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Now I don't know if he was heading towards Jerusalem and then turned and got away from it, and God gives him this thing and says, listen, this is probably not a good situation. You ever been in a dangerous situation? And don't you think that his own son, Herod's own son, would be seeking out the same one that Herod did? A lot of scholars think that after he did this with the children, that Herod didn't live much longer. I've read, I've read numerous commenta commentators on this that they feel like he only lived probably three or four months afterwards. Can you imagine, though, how much people hated him? Because sometimes we just go, oh, he just killed the children. Okay, picture if you will. I live, we live in, in Tennessee. Picture if you will, the governor of North Carolina said he's going to kill all the, all the lady girls three years and younger, and he slays my granddaughter. I'm not even living in the area, but I'm mad at the guy. I don't know what I'd have done to him. I guarantee you when he does this, his security has just been ranked way up now because there's a lot of people trying to kill him. And his son probably sees a lot of this, and his son is just as wicked as he is. And so he sends him, he says, listen, get out of Egypt because God never want, wanted his child to be grown up in Egypt. Because that's a part of the world, and he wanted to get him out of that. But it was also said that he would come out of Egypt. And then, while he's traveling, he hears some things. And God changes his direction one more time. And it says it in this verse. Look at the, Keep reading in this verse. It says that he follows the dream, he goes to Israel. And then it says, in that verse it says, But when he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father, Herod, 
he was afraid to go thither. And it says, notwithstanding, being warned of God, what's the next three words? In a dream. God moved him again. And I think God gave him the common sense to get it, and then the dream came behind it and told him to do something different. Watch what it says, where it tells him to go. It says, he turned aside into the, he said, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. Now he's going to go to another place. Isn't it great that God, God gives us common sense? We can sense when something's wrong. And this is the same way with Joseph. And do you understand the responsibility he felt? Here he has a, he has a wife that has a child born of a virgin that is going to save the world. He doesn't know exactly what's going to happen to him. And of course, he knows some of the Old Testament by his stripes were healed. But he doesn't know the extent of that. All he knows is he's a dad and he's got to protect this child. He goes up there, he doesn't feel confident with it, and he starts hearing things and he hears another dream. Common sense tells him, and then that dream just goes back to him and says, okay, you need to move out of it. Now watch what happens to him. What's he... Common sense tells you he's moving to Galilee. Where's he going to move to? The town he already knows. (laughs) It doesn't say move to Nazareth. It says move to Galilee. And what does he do? He goes to where he knows. It's from Nazareth. It's part of Galilee. So he goes to Galilee. You say, why is that so important? Because when you read the next verse, when God directs him, it already said in the Old Testament that he was going to be fulfilled by being from where? Watch what it says. Keep reading on the next verse. It says, um, verse number 23, it says, And he came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, He shall be called a Nazarene. Now, be very careful with this because people um, equate this. Even my Bible sends me back to Judges, which tells me it's the story of Samson being a Nazarite. There's a difference between a Nazarene and a Nazarite. Okay? But it sends him back that way. So these dreams, think about this. The dreams that he follows sends him to Egypt which the Bible said he was going to be from Egypt, sends him back up to Israel and then to Judah. And so two of these dreams out of the last three are prophecy fulfilled from the Old Testament. Aren't you thankful that he followed that dream? Aren't you glad that he listened? You say, well, everybody listens to what God tells them. Have you ever heard of the story of Jonah? Because God told him to go somewhere and he didn't go. What about Lot? Get out of the city, Lot. He didn't go. And he had two angels visit him. You know, when you study this, you're just, I'm just amazed at it. That you had three of them. You had two groups. One went with angels and followed what the angel said. The other one went with where the star was and followed it. And then you have this man by the name of Joseph that was directed specifically by four dreams. And two out of those four dreams directed him something that would fulfill the Old Testament. The first one was the biggest miracle that was ever to be on this earth was a woman being born, a child being born from a virgin. And he had to believe that. I, I, when I look at what, how Joseph followed what God wanted him to do, 
an amazing man. Amazing man, and he was young at the time that this all happened, but God still used him. And I am so thankful for the common sense that God gave him when he heard something. He knew something was right. Then he gets a dream and he moves him. And he gets to go to his hometown and God always, I just think how God works, it's an amazing thing. Aren't you thankful that God doesn't do the same thing each time? God will move you from place to place and place to place and tell you you need to do this, you need to do that, and it's not always the same way. But he knows exactly how to move you. He knew the angels would would move the shepherds. He knew the star would move the wise men. And he knew the dreams would move Joseph. And so when you look at this and you see the places that they came from and you see the method that God used to get them to those places, it is amazing to me. We serve a great God.